And she's like, you got to move your hips with it. And I'm like, and then I try it with my hips. She's like, no, maybe just don't do it with your hips. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, a podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This mm-hmm. is another great episode. I believe this is episode 172, uh, which is Holy a lot moly. of episodes, if you think that's about it. That's a lot. It. That's a lot. We've been doing it this is. for a while. This has been fun, and, and it's official, Robbie. Like There is no debate that Robbie has been in more than half the episodes at this point. Oh, thank goodness. Which is great. Okay. All right. You've well, earned here's, it. Here's yeah. all my uh, big thoughts that I w- didn't want to offend anybody with. Here we go. Number uh-huh. yeah. one. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we are drinking, I'm going to say it right out because you already know what we're drinking today. We're drinking Old Forester 100 Proof Bourbon. Uh, it yes. won this week's Two Pick Thursday, which was a little late, but it still won. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, before I talk about any whiskeys, before I talk about life, before I talk about anything, let's talk about some business. Uh, We uh, still would love more support on Patreon.com. If you're one of those listeners who's been listening for a while and wants to consider, do they need uh, our money or my money or something like that? We don't don't need your money, um, but there are expenses and and things that would help us uh, with the podcast with little extra Patreon support. So we're not begging you for it. Uh, but if you've been listening for a while and just want to find another way to support us in a deeper way, uh, Patreon's a great way. There are tiers. You can sign up for X amount a month and uh, and support us in that way. And if you go to the $10 tier or more, like someone has, which we'll get to later recently, uh, you Ooh. can uh, be a part of the drink-alongs, uh, which are super fun, uh, where we uh, share our samples of what we're drinking on YouTube Live. Which actually, mm-hmm. I'll mention it now. We're going to do a drink along on October seventeenth. We're oh, going to be yeah. drinking uh, Stellum Bourbon. Last Darn time we did Stellum Rye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Stellum. Darn near killed him. Sorry, did I, I came into. Well, early. you know, no, no, you nailed it. But I was like, wait, what was it? Oh, it was Rectum. So it's Stellum Rectum. No, kidding. Um, <laughs> rectum. But then I thought about that this week. That is Stellum, a really good joke. Rectum. rectum. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> anyway um that's the one way to support us and otherwise hit us up on instagram we love talking uh and uh thanks for everyone who does hit us up on instagram that's the business today uh let's talk about how robbie's doing how's it going for you robbie oh man i'm pretty good like it's you know it is what it is i had a one of my coworkers, gosh three years ago four years ago now uh, Johnny, Johnny Alexander and mm-hmm. her name. I, so, oh gosh, I could go in for, I could, you know. Yeah. You mentioned her before, I believe. Yes. So she was a parent of a student that I had in my class and her name is J was J O is J O N N I E. And every time as, you know, a case manager slash teacher, I'd read her name and I'd go, Oh, Johnny, she's a woman. She's the mom. I would pronounce it Johnny. And then she became, she uh, started working in my classroom and I was talking to her and she's like, no, no, no. Um, I was adopted and for some reason, all of my family started calling me Johnny, little Johnny. Nice. And th- then it just stuck. Hopefully that was a good of, thing. <laughs> it, it, to her, oh gosh, she was the most amazingly positive That's woman good. I've ever met in my I love life. It. Um, so she just, she owned it. It's like, no, it's Johnny. Don't call me Johnny. Cause I was like, I, I need to make it feminine. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, she passed away three mm. years ago now uh. Uh, from cervical cancer, mm. but she was the most amazingly positive woman I've ever wor- had work in my classroom ever. And she was just awesome. But she would always say to me, let's just wait until it becomes our new normal. And my classroom has now become my new normal and it is my new normal and we've adapted, we've overcome and oh, my classroom awesome. doing well. Um, not to say it's without any hiccups because I mean like Cole, as you know, now as a parent, mm-hmm. it's just like some days are harder than others, right? Like you work it's with parents. It... <laughs> are you writing a comic? That's yes. Like a classic, like, it's, like... <laughs> it's a parent. It's like, uh, what is it? The, uh, 
oh my gosh what's baby blues the, or something baby blues or what's the what's the old like still going? oh uh the family circus yeah, family circle. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a parrot. <laughs> like the Ooh. one panel yeah. comic that's not funny at all. You ever you ever listen to the uh, stuff you should know where they talked about family circus? Oh, and they're I, like, I, and I, PJ says Paschetti, <laughs> and it's like the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And the only reason it's funny is because you're a parent and you're like so tired and oh, just yeah. getting through the day. And mm. that's kind of where my 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 life is right now. We're just getting through the day, like. We have another like cabin trip planned with the family this Ooh, weekend. That's but great. it's like one of the, it is great, but it's also like uh, we gotta get someone to come watch the dogs. And to get someone mm-hmm. to come watch the dogs, you gotta get the house clean. To get the house clean, you gotta sure. like everyone's gotta cooperate, but no one cooperates. And then you gotta pack, and then we gotta pack for the cabin. So it's like one of those things where it's like I told Chelsea, I was like, listen, I can get out of my classroom at this time. Mm-hmm. if it's not going to work and it's hard and we're forcing it, just tell me I'll stay in my classroom and we just stay home this weekend. But I mm-hmm. really want to go to the cabin this weekend. That's kind of where life is right now where it's just yeah. like, even if you plan ahead, it's not easy. So, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's still really good. Like Seahawks are on right now. I got my yeah. Seahawks garb on. Nice. And kids are all in bed. So I'm happy. I got the Seahawks going on a screen over here. Wow. And I'm focusing over there for the You're doing podcast. a good job so far. I'm trying. Um, yeah. and uh anyway, so it's just that's just where life's at right now, man. It's just it's it's a mixed ca- mixed hat. So I could not pull that off. I I mean, we've mentioned this before with my ADD. I yeah. could not pull that off. I would be well, like pausing a lot and saying, um, <laughs> like, but you, like you, you're, you're good at being in the moment. Ah, so like, you know, which depends. you are, but which moment are you in? That's true. I, I'm in one I'm or like, the other. I'm horrible at being at either moment. <laughs> so <laughs> good to me. Good to no, you. Good. So anyway, life, no, life's good. It's, it's, it's tricky. Like, I'm feeling better right now. I'm feeling good. Um, shout out to Dramhound. Thanks for reaching out yeah. this week. Appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and everybody that reached out the last couple of weeks. Like, I just appreciate you guys being here. But life's tricky, right? Yeah. And and this week, I feel like I've adapted and overcame. So I'm good. How you doing, Cole? How, how are things, man? Like you are you you have a lot going on. How are you doing? Oh man, there is a lot going on, and and mm-hmm. some things are like a lot. Even like. Here, uh, I don't know if I should even bring this up. Um, um, I I'll leave it very vague, I guess. Okay. Um, I things are busy. First of all, uh, I have my exam in three weeks from today. Punch I in have, the face. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! And luckily, this week hasn't been overly um, on edge. Uh, slap you in good. the chest. Yeah, slap you in the chest. Uh, <laughs> punch you right in the chest uh it's been good in that way i let's see i've been it's weird uh but i also am not afraid to say it on the podcast but i've been doing a little side soul searching recently okay uh and that soul searching comes from like times of my childhood where Mm. i uh where things in my childhood really affect me to this day. Yeah. And uh, I did some, and be, what I mean by soul searching is I looked into some. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, I'll say some I'm with of it. You. I'm I, with you, man. I'm with you. No, yeah. When I was nine you. years old, I, my parents were recommended to institutionalize me oh wow! i don't know if i've ever told you that robbie i haven't heard that no um and that was due to uh, a lot of depression that i was Mm -hmm. dealing with at age nine yeah uh which is pretty crazy and so i kind of dug into some stuff uh to to and intentionally i didn't like find a stash of uh you know doctor's notes or something like that uh i luckily i'm i'm very glad that my parents did not decide to do that uh and and these days most people wouldn't know i ever dealt with depression uh but unless they listen to unless i 
60 episodes of Chill Filtered. What, 60? Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you and Adam, I, I know Adam. Oh, we talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant yeah, like you I was too. depressed on those episodes. No, Adam, Adam no, was going through stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, then, and I and we and were then, late on depression yes, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I you were like, I, well, in those episodes, you were pretty down, Cole. Cole I mean, maybe I, I almost wrote Adam and told him to institutionalize you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I've known you've dealt with depression, yeah. but mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's to know that your parents were going through that thinking about you is, is different than just yeah. knowing like hey I, i've struggled and like to be honest i know i've struggled as well and i know a lot of mm-hmm. our listeners probably oh, have as sure. well mm-hmm. and if you haven't good on you like keep being that way <laughs> yeah and what was hard for me in a lot of this was that i really what it came to and this is getting way too deep but i'm i gotta just finish no, my man. Point. Yeah, um, get after it i was told and growing up, I was in special education classes mm-hmm. and I hated them so much because to me, being in any sort of special education classes, not even knowing what type of special education classes I was in, made me feel like I was special in a bad way and that I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And so some people in my life recently were like, you need to figure that out. Like you need to search why because like i will feel that to this day like like when i was looking for a job after school uh i felt like i there's must be something these interview people see in me that i don't see in me and it must relate to when i was a child when i felt like i was special in a bad way and i didn't understand why but other people did and uh, so i dug into that this week and looked at some uh old documentation um, for what I was actually going through at age nine, nine through like probably 12 or so. And, and it was hard. Uh, and it was, I was digging into that. And so, but it, it didn't like ruin my week or anything like that, but I kind of just, just had to stop for that moment and just be like, all right, this helps me. This is good for me. I'm glad I know why I was institutionalized and likely or not institutional. I was likely recommended uh, or mm-hmm. why I was recommended to be institutionalized and why I was likely in some of these uh, special education classes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel like Robbie, you would have a really good perspective on this, to be honest. And maybe we could talk later, but uh, that's kind of a big deal for me. I and see, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's something that's haunted me for so many years, and and I don't feel like I'm out of the tunnel yet of feeling the thoughts and and even feeling that I'm special, but people understand why, but I don't. Sometimes I still feel that, you know. But um, it's good to dig into it because, in a way, I didn't want to. I don't like rocking the boat. I don't like digging into emotions. And uh, but anyway, outside of that. Uh, it's been busy. Uh, you know, I'm studying, doing my thing. Uh, one thing I've, that I'm very proud of that happened today, actually. Ooh. Remember how I told you I was on a diet? I was doing Weight oh. Watchers. Uh, I am officially, uh, since that was, uh, we started that in mid-August. Mm-hmm. So it's coming up on two months next week. Yep. But I've already lost 15 pounds, over 15 pounds. And good I'm like you, two man. pounds away from my goal weight. Uh, so nice. I'm feeling good. I need to like work out with it too, because now that I've lost weight, I am less bulgy, but I'd like to be bulgy <laughs> in different ways. Bulgy uh, and strong. Of, yeah. Bulgy strong ways. Like I, I'm, I want to learn from the it's courier. Like, it's it's and, one uh, thing to be like 40 proof, but Cole wants to be bonded. Yeah. hundred proof yeah. baby. So <laughs> that's been, uh, that's been exciting. I mean, I've never, that's I've awesome. never what lost this much weight and I'm not like, no one would think that I would probably even need to really lose weight. Uh, well, but I, yeah, you're like, no. yeah, I saw your face <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, no, but, uh, no. That's I, I'm very proud that's of just, this. Well, I, you know, it's just getting older. Your metabolism mm. slows down and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, compensate for the metabolism. Right. Yeah. Although I do have a wedding in two weeks that I'm going to, and I'm the best man, and I I get to wear the groom. I was no, yeah. (laughs) I found another girl. (laughs) No, uh, 
we so I, I get to fit into like a medium shirt now and I'm excited about it. like a slim fit medium shirt now. So I'm like, get it. Oh, oh wow. You wear mediums? I, I like wearing mediums. Okay. This shirt's well, a medium. I always assume we're similar size. I like larges tall fit. Oh, really? Well, I do yeah. enjoy tall fit for sure, but medium is, is my jam. Tall fit. Medium tall fit or just a straight medium? If I can get a medium tall fit, that's better. But I can rock a medium, but it is a wow. little close to the belt uh, yeah. on the length. So I'd rather I go a little you. deeper. Yeah. Yeah. These days, I like so that like when I was your age, mm -hmm. when back in my day, back Cole, in my day, <laughs> it was like the tall fit large. Uh huh. And now I'm like, just give me the XL. I don't care. Wow. Yeah. Dude, XL is like a big deal, man. I don't know. Um, but like thanks, you Cole. like it baggier. I mean, it's not like it's tight on you. That's the thing. It's like no, and I mean that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, a large yeah. man, that, but not like XL, a large man. That XL is not tight. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> oh man, but no, the, you know, it's like this is no. like this is the first point in my life where I've actually tried to lose weight, and not really. I did a Good year ago. No, but back to back to you. Good for you. No, no, no. but no, what I'm saying is, is that some, like at this point, I'm sure by the time I'm 40, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Shut up. God, that I will, uh, be okay with my new milestones. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but like for me, I remember in college I hit 183 and it actually looked worse. Like I'm just below 183 now, uh, but it looked worse on me in college than it did now. Uh, standards standards have lowered no maybe that's it i don't know but like my mom was even like what? no in college you didn't that 183 was not good and that was like my top in college uh and she said it wasn't not good she was just like you look a lot better now at 183 or when i <laughs> when i was around there uh than you did college Let's which i appreciate her honesty good for you cole you yeah, set thanks. a goal and you've hit it that's uh almost i'm 2.2 pounds away but I'll and make you know it by a week or even, so. If you don't hit the 2.2, good on you. You've, yeah. you've set out and you've, yeah. you've done a good thing. So, mm -hmm. and yeah. honestly, you've done a good, like I've always said, or not always, when we put our first house on the market, I said mm -hmm. to myself, selling a house is like purgatory, man. Like mm -hmm. it's awful. Like you don't know what's going on. You don't know where you're going. I was saying we going, we staying, we going. Yeah. It is horrible to put a house on the market. You're doing that right now. Yeah. Um. When I had uh Amara and then the twins, it was like, dude, I don't know. Like, you're just playing catch up all the time, like trying to figure mm -hmm. things out. You're there right now. Yeah. And then when I did my masters and I was taking all my classes, I was like, I just wish I was like, you're doing that right now. So you've got mm -hmm. a lot going on. So good on you, man. Like, you're pushing forward. You're getting it done, yeah. and you're seeing like bonus stuff. So like being able to like yeah. take care of your fitness with all that going on, you're doing a great job, man. I'm I mean, I'm into fitness, fitness, whole bottle of old Forrester in my mouth. Holy smokes. Is it time for history? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you got anything else to say? I'm not against talking a little bit longer, but yeah, you got anything else? You know, if I have anything else, I'll fit it in on a yeah, later. we'll fit it in somewhere, <laughs> which is, you know, I love that we don't have a filter of like, now might not be a, a good time to talk about a random musical <laughs> band that this reminds me of or something like that. So let's go into the, the next portion of our show. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. All right, we are back. Back. And I before I get into the history, I'll be back. Uh, did want to give a shout out. We have a new addition to the Patreon family. What? Uh, big shout out to Brian Rapp. Oh my He's gosh, actually so from Phoenix. Yeah, he no, that's so the thing. Good looking. He's very his photogenic and good looking. Significant man. other. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. She is lucky to have him. She is so lucky. Mm hmm. Oh. So. She just uh, kind of blessings that her significant other has good taste yeah. in podcasts, 
and women because yeah. she's good looking too. Everyone's good looking. If you're on Patreon, oh man, everyone's good looking. Correlation, causation, I don't know. We're all good Can't looking tell. if we're on Patreon. I dropped off. I got I I lost a lot of hair when I was like I was the first Patreon, first one to drop off. Mm-hmm. And then my hair fell out. So and they hey, lost all the standards. On? Yeah. <laughs> I was, <I'm... laughs> uh, you could look good to me, Robbie. You're a very good looking oh, man. I think you, the, the effects don't fade after you become okay. a Patreon. I'll take but it. hopefully oh, they, they continue to grow when you are on Patreon. I mean, have you oh, seen yeah. Caleb Olson recently? God, it just keeps getting better. I, you know, it's been, uh, to be honest, it's been a while since I've seen Caleb Olson. I know. I would like to see he more. He reaches of them. out a little bit, but like he used to reach out a lot. So Caleb, Caleb. what the dealio? Oh, we on, love man. you, man. We miss you. And Nathan Anthony. I, I got a shout Nathan. out for him on this episode. But like Nathan, Nathan come on. where you been, my dog? We miss uh, you. Yeah. So uh that's a shout out to Brian, Caleb, and Nathan. So uh, he's on uh, Brian's on the stemless chill filtered Glen Karen uh, level, which mm. also qualifies him for the next uh, uh, for for drink alongs, but including the next three month iteration of drink alongs that'll start in a few months. So Is drink would drink along be considered baller status. Yeah, we're going to make that a thing. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we usually just, we well, yeah, that does. Uh, yeah. So the OGs, we said the OGs grandfather in. And then baller status, I guess we can apply it to OGs ten dollar tier or more. Ballers, yeah, no, they are, they for sure are. Throwing it out there, I don't know. know. Um. Uh. So yeah, let's talk about history. Um. This is not our first Old Forester product on the podcast. We've done four previous episodes on Old Forester whiskeys. Episode fifty four was actually a bourbon badger joint. Speaking of Caleb Olson. That's right. Man, Caleb oh, Olson man. did an episode Dang, on Caleb? Old Forester 1910. And Caleb that's the old awesome. fine whiskey. He is awesome. I, I still have yet to find where I'm going to like Caleb sent us a bourbon batcher uh, sticker. sticker. Yeah, like a legit and one. And I still have not put it on anything because I'm like, what in my life is stable enough that I'm going to have it for the next till I die? Yeah. Right. Or put it on want. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I'm think not, I like, might put it on my new houses uh like jewelry studio somewhere on the wall or something like that oh, i still have uh, mine yeah. too i'll you know. buy my own jewelry studio now just to put yeah, a sticker on just it. put a sticker on it yeah no but uh caleb's the See, man he did yeah. the yeah 1904 or 1910 old fine whiskey uh check it out if you haven't yet that's uh episode 54 uh, episode 72 was old forester 1870 the original batch Episode 101 was Old Forester 86 proof. And episode 111, only 10 episodes later, was 2019 birthday bourbon release uh, from Ooh, Old Forester. That, one. that was yeah. very good. And yes, that's a shout was. out to Nathan Anthony on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good looking. So good looking. No, he is. <laughs> he actually is. Uh, not that anyone isn't. Everyone that's on Patreon is beautiful. And we've Gorgeous. definitely talked about George Garvin Brown before the founder of the old forester brand so let's explore another facet of old forester its parent company brown foreman and we've talked a little bit about brown foreman before but let's dig a little deeper we've hit a lot of brown foreman but yeah let's get deep on it let's get deep uh brown foreman owns a few good spirits brands uh but the big three at least in the whiskey department the big three our Old Forester, Woodford Reserve, and Jack Daniels. I found it fortunate, though, that we are discussing Brown Foreman on an Old Forester episode as opposed to a like uh, Woodford or Jack Daniels episode mm-hmm. uh, because Old Forester was started by George Garvin Brown, who represents the Brown in Brown Foreman. And you ever, you ever seen uh, Reggie Watts? You, you know who that is? Does not ring a bell to me. He he does this. He's he's like a he's an African American guy with a huge afro, big kind of guy too. Uh, okay. But he's like fantastic musical guy. Like he will do Looper uh, music. He did this one on Conan O'Brien that was amazing. And what I loved about the beginning of his uh, little bit of doing the music was uh, he did he talked about. So Reggie Watts is good at a few things. He's good at making music. But he's also really good at making zero sense, but like 
you look <laughs> at him us. and you're like, wait, did he say something that was legitimate or did he just say something that sounded legitimate but doesn't okay. make any sense? Right. And uh, so he starts talking about the Brown History Month. And uh, he's like, as a brown person myself, I, I don't see why brown is so hard to get down with. And he like just basically like goes this meandering path of like what is he saying and um and it's like one of the funniest youtube videos i could ever find and so look it up it's called uh reggie watts on coco and uh you won't be regret it you won't regret it you 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 look at the (laughs) you won't be regretted oh man he looks familiar he's so funny okay now when we get and there's a profoundness to this brownness and yeah he does all job. right well i got i'm ruining it, anyway. it because i'm quoting him and doing a poor job of it but anyway this brown was george garvin brown of brown foreman <laughs> anyway that was the whole reason i brought that up i'm with you okay i'm with uh, you so george garvin brown was credited with the with having the first standard bottled bourbon and what i mean by that is up until this point whiskey was often sold by the barrel or uh, you bring your own jug to a barrel and mm-hmm. fill it up there for a price. Uh, using barrels was an option for sure before that point. Or using bottles, yeah, it was an option before that point. But Brown thought that by making it a standard for the company to seal their bottles, uh, seal their whiskey on bottles, uh, it stood for something. It stood for, uh, you know, it was almost a, a seal of approval when you're able to seal this bottle. And... Uh, and so that's when the biz really started. That was about 1870. Yeah. And when you can seal that bottle, it's like a kiss from a rose on, rose mm-hmm. on a grave. So one time I was driving mm-hmm. and I was listening to Seal and that song. <laughs> and, and I realized it was one of those songs you just get lost in. I forget the words. What does he say? You became Baby, baby. Um, to me, you're like a grown addiction that I can't deny. Oh man, Dude. look at you. That was deep. Yeah. But anyway, I started speeding <laughs> listening to Kiss from a Rose uh, by Seal. And I didn't even, luckily, I didn't get like pulled over or anything, but I saw myself going like 15 over the speed limit because I was getting into that song. Seal's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know no other Seal songs besides that song, but that song is good. So anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, he's got another. He's got to have another one. I mean, no, he totally does. Another. I just don't know it. Yeah, he probably okay. sang two songs in his life. Uh, <laughs> two. You know, he he was married to Heidi Klum. Yeah, dude, what a baller! They, have, they, they were married for what? what no, I believe say? it. What'd you say? What a what? Oh, you got a better one. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got another glass here. I can make were, work if I need to for a while. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, they were. Barracuda. And then I think I, th- <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't know what happened with them, but when you have a long celebrity relationship, I respect that to an extent. But then it always I ends never- poorly, like Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale, where it's like he like apparently cheated on her. I don't even know though. Yeah, Gwen but, yeah. deserves better. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's continue on the uh, what do you call it the uh, history. Where did I leave off? Uh, the Brand business really Foreman. started around 1870, and we talked about uh, this before. But there was a guy named George Foreman, and no, not that George Foreman. Uh, it's spelled without an E because George Foreman Grill is with an E, right? For man, or is it F O R M A N? I I don't know, man. Well, either way. He became a partner with Brown in 1890, about 20 years after. And similar to what I mentioned before, I know absolutely nothing about this George Foreman. He fades into mm-hmm. history when George Garvin Brown purchased his stock, all of his stock in the company when he died in around the turn of the century. Uh, kept the name Brown Foreman, though, because it was still doing very well up until that point. Uh, side note, the company uh, is... The company in what? Oh, is still majority. I wrote this down weird. The company is still majority owned by the Brown family, <laughs> which is something to be said after a hundred plus years. Uh, and the, the family owning seventy percent of the company is worth over twelve billion dollars. Dang! Yeah, huge money in the Brown That's family. 
1904, his son, Owensley, that's George Garvin Brown's son, Owensley, took over. And at that point, his father, George Garvin Brown, escaped the world three years before Prohibition in 1917. And during Prohibition, though, they did get a license to distill for medicinal reasons. This brought them, because they never stopped producing whiskey, uh, the Old Forester brand is the longest running, continuously running brand in uh, bourbon history. Uh, and that's why they get it, because they didn't stop during Prohibition. Some brands just stopped. stopped. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, they used... just stopped. Like it was like government, like freaking knock it off. Yeah. Cut it knock out. It off. Cut it out, alcohol makers. We hate you. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is terrible. But they used this time during <laughs> Prohibition to move their headquarters to Louisville. And after Prohibition, they started selling shares of their stock and kind of using that to, to really start things off again. And they kept really killing it in the bourbon industry since. And in 1956, they purchased the Jack Daniels Distillery. And in 1996, they uh, their other big brand, Woodford Reserve, or they bought that out. And they started uh, from the old Lebro and Graham distillery. And it would make sense that uh, Woodford is connected to Old Forester, or at least Brown Foreman, because uh, Old Forester and Woodford have the exact same mash bill for bourbon. To this day, they're one of the top American-owned spirits businesses. And other spirits brands you may have heard of, uh, early times, Herodera, Finlandia, Vodka, uh, Finlandia Vodka, Corbell, Brandy, uh, Glendronic, Ben Reich, and Chambord. Uh, and so what we're drinking today, Old Forester 100 Proof. Uh, Robbie, do you remember the Old Forester bourbon mash bill that I've asked you many times about? Oh, well, thank you, teacher, for calling on me when I don't pay attention. Gosh, that's uh, how uh, it feels. It is 60% corn. Uh-huh. Is it? No. No. 53% corn. No. Seven percent lucky charms. Yep. Okay. Perk. Okay. And eight percent glass grass clippings, and the rest of it is all helium. You were right. I mean, you were close. <laughs> you were close. So it's uh the uh old forester slash woodford reserve, uh what do you call it? Mashville is seventy two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and ten percent malted barley. I was uh, not close. You're a good yeah, you teacher. Were, you were really close. You, you, you really caught close. me like, yeah, like you're, you're, uh, the way you worded it really caught me on the fact that like, I don't really pay attention or retain. No, this and... is, this is number <laughs> retention. This is like, this is what I'm good at. You're good at, so, uh, looking real good and stuff. Dang. If only we were streaming video. I know. Well, maybe we'll, we'll I mean, maybe we'll one day, uh, stream this video. I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, we but, won't. But I do look good right now. Yeah, you do. You always, you always look good. Hubba, hubba. Hubba to what? <laughs> uh, there is no age statement. Uh, 100 proof, of course. We've mentioned that. It's also mm -hmm. called Old Forester Signature 100 proof, uh, but you won't always find that. Some like On their website, they'll call it Signature 100 proof, but they call yeah. it that because George Garvin Brown's signature is all over pretty much all of their bottles, but it's also on this bottle. Yeah, get the Herbie Hancock. Brew cab. Uh, and not much else besides the price, uh, which is great for 100 proofer. Uh, $21 tax included that I spent today at Total Wine uh, because I couldn't find my old bottle. And I was like, ah, I'll just go to Total Wine. So here goes the cork pop. And by cork pop, I mean crack of the uh, screw top. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, nice high-pitched uh, crack of the screw top. So my entry buzz today was actually uh, Old Forester 86. Oh, so, so I wanted to give a little bit of reference point. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's see. Oh, cool. What? It's just a nice bourbon. I yeah. Right off the bat, just sniffing it. Mm -hmm. Old Forester, I you know, we did an '86 together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. And it's a great one for the yeah. price for mm -hmm. sure. And this right now, it just smells like good bourbon, man. 
Yeah, it's got a lot going on. Really cherry. A lot of cherry. Yeah. Like maraschino cherry. Maraschino. Speaking of maraschino, I've been watching uh, because you'll, I mean, the older you get, the real, more you'll realize like you have to watch things in installments now. Like mm. you get half hour here, 45 minutes there as a parent to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. The uh, Saints of Newark, which is like the prequel to The Sopranos. Okay. Very Italian. And in Italian, you would say maraschino. Would you? You would. Uh, Gabalagoo. <laughs> uh, what? what yeah, thinking? very cherry though. Lots of cherry sweetness going on right there. From what Ooh. I remember about Old Forester 86, I didn't get as much cherry. Yeah, no. I At agree. least on the nose. Yeah, for sure. But it is a strong sweetness too. Like it's not a faint sweetness. It's really there. Dang, Cole, really put your nose in that Glen Karen. Gonna buy gonna buy that Glen Karen dinner later. Yeah. <laughs> Treat it right. <laughs> Take her out, you know. Wine and dine them. And, and, and so I will say, Cole, since we've been doing StreamYard and we can see each other, uh-huh. I don't know if it makes the podcast better or worse because I totally focus bad. a lot on what you're doing and then I see myself like <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> but one of these days we're gonna do these live, and the listeners will be like, "What the crap?" It was seventeenth, right? Seventeenth, we're going live. Well, that I mean, besides, uh, like, I think maybe one day we'll do episodes live, but okay, um, or at least gotcha. post them to YouTube or something like that. Yeah. So lots of maris- ma- maraschino. Maraschino. And, uh, uh, why don't you talk? I'm gonna go for another sit or s- sniff. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Good. Mm. There's a good like a uh, vanilla on the nose too, mm-hmm. mm. like a faint vanilla, but like maraschino and vanilla. Mm-hmm. You know, I just sipped it, <laughs> and there is a. It's a hard hard to get around this word. Okay, the eighty six is smoother. Ooh. It just uh huh. this has got a bite to it. it and does. that's just... that's not a terrible thing. But I kind of appreciate when there's like there's some there's some bourbons where I really like a bite. Mm-hmm. This has got it. This this is a bite compared to what I was just drinking for the entry buzz, the 86 proof. The 86 yeah. proof is like not bad for an $18 bottle. Amazing. For $21. No. This is not bad for a $21 bottle. But mm-hmm. I kind of prefer the 86 so far. But I don't want to really? hate on it yet. I don't, there's no way I will hate on this. Um, but I don't want to trash it compared to 86 yet. I will say, like, in some states, like in in Idaho, like, it's mm. harder for me to get 100. Like, yeah. 100 is there most of the time. 86 is there all the time, right? Yeah. Um, at least for me. And that cherry note is really nice. But I mean, like price wise, like what you got a four dollar difference, three dollar difference, not a huge, huge deal. So I think mm-hmm. uh, I wonder because 86 proof is also no age statement. I wonder if I proof this down, if it'll turn into 86 proof. Ooh. It's very, very possible that they're the same so, age. Oh, man. Now, now I got to go back. So we're going to we're going to do this episode and then I got to go back and go back to the 86. Mm just to see kind of where my notes were. So mm-hmm. anyway, lots of cherry on the nose. Uh, oak. Palette wise. Get, Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm getting a little I oak mean, on the nose and the palate. You're a little more oaky sensitive than I am. That's true. But uh, not getting a ton right now. I, there's a nice, I think it, it's definitely um, has a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. And but it's got like a nice tanginess. Like it, I, I, I don't know how else to put it, but like it, it kind of hits you in a way where you're like, Ooh, that's, it's got me. Right. Like, yeah. um, I like it on the palate. I'm gonna go for one more sip here with the knee. Okay. Yeah. I gotta go for, I'm going for a sniff on the, uh, water pour. What do you think? Last notes. Neat wise. Like there's a good vanilla there. Like it's a good mm-hmm. balance between cherry and vanilla. You ever get a cherry limeade at uh, Sonic? Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever get a cherry vanilla limeade? 
I don't like vanilla. So That's I don't order bad. vanilla. Oh, I love cherry vanilla limeades. I don't, I mean, like if I get a little bit of vanilla on a, mm-hmm. a whiskey, not yeah. a problem. Yeah. But like vanilla flavoring. Ugh. Really? I love Seriously. vanilla flavoring. Hmm. Well, I, I tipped my hand at another whiskey a few weeks ago and it's vanilla nature and I hate it. I Who? It's two van- Is it uh, crown vanilla? <laughs> no Pendleton to me is too vanilla uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that on an episode gotcha. eventually um but too much vanilla just no like like so for example like you get your dr pepper or like a diet mm-hmm. coke with yeah. cherry mm-hmm. right and then they do like dr pepper or coke with cherry and vanilla oh mm. vanilla flavoring Ugh. that's weird i i yeah. could i could sip Vanilla extract if you added sugar to it. Yeah, not me. I'm making I my can... own with out of uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon. It's almost a year old in age, uh, like extract wise. Yeah. Well, and that me, like I don't mind, but see, like it's like when you bake, how much vanilla extract do you add to something? I don't know. Just, it, yeah, like a tablespoon like a cor- at the most. Yeah tablespoon i'm thinking like a quarter to, to half tablespoon yeah. right like you don't add a lot like your potential potentially a third of a tablespoon or a Ooh. teaspoon or four fifths of a sixth of an eighth mm-hmm. that's 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 very small um mm-hmm. <laughs> i was trying to be all math man you're math man but yeah no like vanilla for me is very much like it needs to be in the background mm-hmm. this is if it was any more vanilla y Mm-hmm. it'd be a problem yo i couldn't solve it mm-hmm. so wouldn't drink it but this is i think it's got a good balance here like the cherry is enough is more prominent than vanilla yeah so you know what i realized about the water pour okay is that i was pretty close uh if you add water it tastes a lot more like 86 proof uh which becomes a math problem at that point can i <laughs> For the $3 more I'm going to spend on uh, the Hunter Proofer, can mm-hmm. I get myself its value in uh, by watering it down no, okay. to bring it to 86 going. proof? Like, can I make it mm-hmm. worth $18 a bottle plus yeah, or less? I see where you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. And the non-mathematical qualitative mind that I have, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. would say this is probably worth more than the 86 proof. Yeah. In general, because like you, you water down or, or not water down in general, just mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause you have more options now. You have more options, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and su- cocktails. Sometimes you want a hundred proofer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like assuming that, to our listeners and like myself, you like a little bit higher proof. You like a little bit more kick to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you get a little more kick here. So that's yeah. where I would kind of go. You can't up proof 86. You can only down proof exactly. 101 or 100. So. Exactly. Um, Water wise, it's a little bit hotter on the nose for sure. Um, there's The oakiness I think comes out a little bit more, but I'm mm-hmm. still getting like that cherry and vanilla. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's still I'm getting more vanilla too. on this one. Aria. than i was previously and yeah i can see that yeah and it like things are, the nice thing about this adding the water it's still very prominent mm-hmm. um gosh i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that last episode and really compare it now too but um yeah yeah i i, I, I it's about the same just mm-hmm. i and i will say that's interesting too that it's still as prominent to have like those notes there mm-hmm. they're not really muted or anything so yeah I, I see where ice goes yeah for sure I I like it better with water. It mm-hmm. uh takes away that bite. Okay. And this bite I'm not digging as much as some other bites. Uh so now I'm gonna drop Matt that Porter. proverbial cube. Move that bus and drop that cube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, that's some good ting ting over there. You like that? Oh, you like that? <laughs> Heather and I do that all the time. We're like, oh, you like? 
All right. Well, these ice cubes are doing something here. Well, I'm going to call back to. Are they doing the education. same thing they're doing for you? Wait, what? Making it colder. Holy crap. It is colder. Ooh, good nose. It like took away all that vapor and just brought the flavor, in my opinion. Just brought those cherries, that vanilla. Vanilla strong on this nose. Yeah, there's a lot of vanilla there. Cherries mm-hmm. faint now. Still there. Yeah, but yeah. Or were you bring it back to special education? So going back to like just kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. Special ed wise, as a special ed teacher, and I think as a parent as well, you want to provide as many supports to your child as you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where we're at in special ed, where yeah, we want to do as much for a child as we possibly can because we want to see that child succeed. Yeah. And if that child doesn't necessarily need special ed, we also go for the same instance where like can we do more? Yeah. Right? And I think mm-hmm. as as educators that's kind of where we're at where it's like we're 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 in it for the kids. Like yeah. we don't get paid a lot. Like mm-hmm. that's for sure. And we we just we love kids and we want to mm-hmm. see them do well. And so it's one of those things where it's like, even as a parent, I see myself fighting to be like, are my kids ready for this? Maybe mm-hmm. I need, to, and I'm a, I'm a very overprotective father. Like my Chelsea will tell me that all the time. Like you just lay, lay off, let them do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you want to be protective, you know? And so I think that's kind of where in special ed where it's like, we want to see our kids do well. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure they're ready for the next step. So yeah if that if that helps you at all with kind of like processing things like you know like oh for sure yeah i don't know i'm curious where this came from (laughs) well you know i just you know i i you know even before we started recording just talking Mm. to you like i i feel like you're a little heavy this week right oh you've got a lot going on Mm -hmm. you're light as far as weight watchers points go darn right (laughs) but i just you know I just, you know, could feel an emotional weight from me where I was like, mm-hmm. man, like, if that helps you, great. If not, I'm sorry. I tried to help. But no, no, it does help. No, and I think you're right. I mean, like, I, I look, I look at what my mom went through during that time, and I'm like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, of one of your kids just going through all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and at nine years old, where you know you grew up up until near that point, being this happy kid, and then all of a sudden, like that, you know, and so yeah, it's it's well, I think in general, like even just preteen years are hard, mm-hmm. right? Like preteen and teen years are hard, and mm-hmm. when you throw in, you know, anomalies where it's like. Oh, they're happy, and and now the hormones are yeah, and this and that, and the others going on, and mm. you know if there's you know learning issues and things like that, right? It's just yeah. dude, it's a hard time of life, mm-hmm. and it's hard to navigate that as a parent. Like you know, I've been in special ed for the last sixteen years, and yeah. it's, you just you, you see parent, you know, parents just try to do their best. For so sure. even if institutionalizing was an option, like that mm-hmm. was a hard option. Oh, for sure. Right, you know, and I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying at this point because I'm a little bit deep on the the rum and coke and the Seahawks. And you had a rum and coke. I, I never asked yeah. you about your uh, entry buzz. Well, that was my. It's uh, it, yeah. Seahawks are playing the Rams right now, and I turned the game off because I was paying attention now. Oh, I was not paying enough attention. So, are you sure it's uh, off? I think I see it in the reflection of your glasses. No, that's the computer screen. Oh, okay, cool. That's you. You're right there. (laughs) Nice. But anyway, parenting is hard. So yeah, and And I can't imagine what I'm going to go through with Beck growing up. If she's even if she's not dealing with things like depression and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, oh, I want you to be happy and feel good and yeah, everything. Yeah, Amara is such a happy and beautiful vivacious kid mm-hmm. but preteen teen years mm-hmm. it kills you it mm-hmm. does like it's just all of a sudden there's these hormones and things going on and yeah 
You don't understand Dude. me, Dad. I want to understand you. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's just tricky. So if That's that helps hard. you at all, man. No, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's all hard, you know, and there's a lot of this, like, a lot of decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for sure. But how have you turned out? Friggin' uh, awesome. Dece, dece, dece. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> You're awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, let me know off podcast if you ever need to talk yeah you're no for sure no i appreciate yeah. that i think you'd be kind of the guy to to do it for with with two two with do it for with two i'm with you nice i'm, I'm nice, here man. to be with it done for two with yeah i'm <laughs> i'm hip and with it but uh i can i can do the floss the floss. i can't even do that i literally was doing it in front of heather today and she's like you got to move your hips with it and I'm like, and then I try it with my hips. She's like, no, maybe just don't do it with your <laughs> hips. <laughs> oh man, you're you're in for a treat when you guys start watching Bluey. Oh, that's great. I love There's it. There's a lot of flossing in Bluey, and it's super cute. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he's a cute dog. And their their little Aussie accents are amazing. It's and it's a she. Bluey's a she. Didn't even know. You didn't look between Wouldn't the Wouldn't even have guessed. <laughs> So but anyway, you never know I, these days, so that's okay. See, holy crap! Oh, geez, cool. Look at our time. I know. Well, it'll be one of those episodes. We'll we'll, yes. we'll close it up, but we're not gonna. We're just gonna close it up. So right, okay, so- with ice, I like it with ice. There's nothing bad about this with ice. I don't mm-hmm. know if I prefer it to water yet, but let me taste again. Yeah, ice is it's all right. It's mm. not bad. It's not off awful. It's okay. It's good. Uh, there is a lot of vanilla, though. I will say the and cherry is very present. Um. Vanilla, cherry, then oak. Cherry, then... ice pops. Mm, I'm getting a bit more for like, me. like it's it's a Dr Pepper cherry cherry Ooh, Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper's a good note. Minus Dr Pepper. I'm not getting yeah. Dr oh. Pepper as much, but it's like it's vanilla, <gasps> then cherry, mm-hmm. and then it's the whiskey. Yeah. So, no, you definitely get. I mean, it's definitely you get some bourbony, you know, taste to it. But, but it's, it's not, not bad. bad. There's nothing it's like. Not yeah. Bad. There's there's nothing that's like. Oh, I don't like that about this. I prefer mm-hmm. the. I mean, the ice pour to the neat pour. To be honest, because that bite goes away completely, and it's still sweet, still bourbony, still good. Yeah. It's uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for. I'm ready for reading. You ready? I can go. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. I'm gonna give this a seven point nine. It is price wise right on point. Um, taste wise, it's what you expect for the price and a little bit better. Um, I could give it an eight, but I think it's it's kind of where you expect it to be. Like it, you're not mm-hmm. going to be disappointed. You're not going to be overwhelmed with the hub of what. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I'm going seven point nine. What do you got, Cole? I am going to match that pretty much. I'm going to say 7.85. This didn't break an 8, uh, especially because I do prefer the uh, Old Forester 86 in general to this. Uh, but there are more options, like Robbie said, with this. And this would actually be a great whiskey. Like There are some cocktails that are like, it definitely deserves a higher proof bourbon. 20 bucks or 21 bucks to do a 100 proof bourbon in my cocktail. Yeah, I would, I would <clears throat> pour this. Plus, it's not a yeah. bad... Uh, you know, hundred proof bourbon uh, at all. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.85 kind of right in that realm. I feel like, yeah, it didn't break an eight, but uh, still like on the top of not breaking an eight. Yeah. So that's that. I guess now. Uh, oh, I was going to say, if you like vanilla notes. Yeah. Or cherry notes. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry and vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This might be it. So yeah. If but, you're into well, cherry vanilla limeades at Sonic, buy this without and the add it to it yeah. yeah oh okay yeah if you yeah if that's your jam there you go i'm gonna find that out one day yeah might as mm-hmm. well all, all right, right. i guess it's time on? for the next portion of our show we like to call whiskey world news all right this is part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it we didn't write it but we're going to talk about it. Here we go. This is titled, and this is kind of a heavy one. It's hard. This is a heavy podcast. George T. Stagg left out of this year's Buffalo Trace 
antique collection. And I assume if you're listening to the show, you've already heard this. This is old news to you because we're recording this, what, four days before we air it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> but George T. Stagg is left out of the antique collection. And this was written, though, by our favorite author, Nino Kilgore. Marcheck. Kilgore. Comes from the Whiskey Wash. Uh, Buff Trace Antique Collection is the true highlight of many bourbon collectors this mm-hmm. time of year, with bottles in the annual offering regularly being highly priced at retail and extremely priced at the secondary market. Five bottle mark five bottles mark the collection normally, but for 2021, the high proof George C. Stag has been left on the sidelines. <gasps> dun dun dun. According to information from Buffalo Trace regarding this mission bourbon. Missing bourbon this year. The lineup is missing George T. Stagg. The uncut, unfiltered 15 year old whiskey, George T. Stagg, will not be part of the release because the 15 year old barrels do not meet the distillery's taste standards for the Stagg brand. Mm-hmm. Before any barrel can be dumped and bottled, it goes through rigorous testing pro- procedures numerous times to ensure it's meeting the quality standards set forth for that brand, said Buffalo Trace Master Harlan Wheatley, in a prepare statement. Unfortunately, this crop of barrels, earmarked to be stagged back when it was put in the barrel in 2006, did not meet the stag profile today. We discussed at great length how to proceed and ultimately decided we did not feel right about lowering our standards or age by dipping into next year's supply barrels. And I will stop there but because we're running long. But Cole, any thoughts? Uh, Yeah, there's two thoughts. So... It is a bummer. And then secondly, I, you know, I told you this, Robbie, but we weren't able to score uh, samples samples. this year of the NT collection. And I have a feeling they didn't even have samples uh, because I, the deal is I I hit up my contact at uh, Buffalo Trace and it's first come first serve at that point, at least in past years it has been. I hit up my contact within literally one minute of the press release of uh, the anti collection. And they said, we, they didn't say we, we don't have any samples anymore. They said, we don't have any samples available. And, um, and so I have a feeling they weren't really doing many, if at all, any samples this year, which sucks, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but my other thought is there is a conspiracy online uh and on even instagram where people are like is that the truth are they really um not fitting the profile so they're not releasing it uh all i can say is this and i'm not i'm not i mean i could go either way in believing it uh but all i can say is this i've had some bad handies uh over the years some (laughs) some subpar thomas h handies and they still released them uh thomas h handies yeah (laughs) Okay, uh, I was wondering why you're laughing. Um, <laughs> and uh, but then here's a stag, a 15 year bourbon that is apparently not good enough. Uh, and it's Nashville number one, and they have how many barrels of this? I don't believe it. Uh, more so than than I, I actually don't know what their reasoning is. I don't know what their re- like their their purpose for setting aside those barrels or at least ditching those barrels or something is all I got to say is I don't fully believe it because I've had some bad handies, uh, <laughs> some bad Thomas H. Handies <laughs> over the years. And for some reason, this stag doesn't meet the profile and it's not good enough. Uh, I don't, I don't fully believe it, but I don't know. I have no idea what they're up to with that bourbon, um, but I don't yeah, personally. Well, I, I appreciate it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I assume yeah. they're being honest. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. But I assume they are. And it's, I appreciate being like, you know what? This doesn't live up to it. So yeah. I'm kind of on the opposite end of you where mm-hmm. my whiskey memory is not as good. And I just go, okay, well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But that being said, it does upset me because I feel like in lotteries, stag is one of the easiest to get. Yeah, no, it's one of the most prevalent of all the bottles. It's Handy mm-hmm. and Stag are the top two bottles. Yeah. And so that, that makes me a little sad where I'm like, mm. oh, man, like, well, I, I got my lotteries in. Maybe I won't get one. So mm-hmm. that does make me a little sad. So, yeah. But maybe we'll get lucky this year and we'll, we'll get win lucky something on a statewide handy. lottery. 
So yeah, <laughs> it'll be all right. All right. Anyway, we we are going long, so let's yeah. go ahead and move let's on to what whiskey would you choose? Mm-hmm. And last week we talked about what whiskey would you? Oh, hold on. What whiskey would you start a home bar with? Mm-hmm. And Cole went with Buffalo Trace. I went with Wild Turkey. Last Red time I Raid. checked, we were like tied. Well, Cole, you did not check soon enough. Oh, because did you win? Right now, Rare Breed is at fifty-four percent, and nice forty-six. So I'm, wow. I'm winning right now. But that being said, we have a lot of seasoned whiskey drinkers. Yeah, and I feel like a seasoned whiskey drinker would go more for Rare Breed. Yeah, right. No, for sure. Yeah, and a new whiskey drinker would probably go more for Buffalo Trace yeah. because of the mm-hmm. price point. Not so, always the case. We're not uh, not, not putting not everyone always. in a box here. Yeah, well, hey, I put you all in a box because you're all so dang good looking. Yeah, but uh, but I would say yeah. So that's kind of where it's at. And mm-hmm. that being said, if I was, I would side with you. If I was starting mm-hmm. my 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 uh, home bar right now, I would probably go with Buffalo Trace because it's cheaper. Yeah, and so good. Um. Anyway, great write-ins this week. We have from yeah. uh, Joel M09 with Baby Sass, sweet, spicy, great, neat, and in a cocktail. Sazeracs are a phenomenal cocktail. If you can get Baby Sass, so mm-hmm. yummy. Yeah. Um, Mini Cooper, Fat Boy, went with Old Forester 1920 because, like we said today, Old Forester is just yummy, and it is price point amazing mm-hmm. right uh bryce marita b, b underscore side went with uh maker's mark standard nice can't go wrong there right yeah. maker's mark delicious it's, yeah have we done maker's mark standard did we i want to say we have i think we have we've done the 46 we did i, I want to say we haven't actually have we done the 46 really? and we've done the Oh, I forget. But yeah. Oh, I don't think man. we've done the standard, but we, we might find out. Yeah. Okay. We'll look back. We'll we'll have to make it happen if it has. Yeah. We'll put it up at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Casey. No, I think we, we have. Because I got a mini, I believe, of that. Oh, you can't go wrong with makers though. Makers yeah. is just yummy. Uh-huh. It's like standard bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Marco and Casey went with Knock Creek small batch or barrel. Um, since Rare Breed was taken. Mm-hmm. Man after man heart. He, yeah, nice. Marco loves his wild turkey. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah, he does. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> been a little while, but our favorite Canadian turtle friend, Brotaska nice. mm-hmm. uh came in with Bullet because it has nostalgia for him, but nice. he really keeps it now. But it, it started his bar. Oh, I love and it. Bullets, yeah, I would agree. Bullet is a good entry whiskey, bar whiskey for sure. And mm-hmm. then embellished pod, John Hughes went with Old Forester 100 proof. Which we just mm. drank tonight. Which yeah, is, I was like, nice timing. There you go. Yeah, or Four Roses small batch, mm. and I would think Four Roses is a little bit higher on that end. Yeah, um, you know, you're pro- maybe not going to start your bar with that because it is a little yeah. higher price point, kind of like the rare breed. But mm-hmm. there it is. Anyway, that was last week's. What was he would choose? Cole, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so I wrote this down, so <laughs> I had a good way to phrase it. One sec. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, the whiskey is a terracotta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides George C. Stagg, what BTAC whiskey are you most looking forward to not having this year? And what I mean by that is we're, most of us are not going to get a bottle. Uh, but what one would you hope to get this year? Oh, you're killing me, Cole. This hurts. Mm-hmm. I wish. Oh, gosh. I was so excited to hopefully get the whole BTAC. And do our thing we did last year. Oh yeah, that was that was a heartbreak. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna go off what I liked last year. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the Sazerac. Like, Saz 18. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you already know at. what I'm gonna choose. If if Stag yeah. is, not, I mean, even if Stag were there, I would still pick Eagle Rare 17. I yeah. just have a soft spot in this soft heart of mine uh, for Eagle Rare 17. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, it's an easy answer. Uh, everyone knows how much I love that bottle. Um, but here's what I was thinking next week, unless you had something in mind. Did you have anyone in mind? No, we didn't talk. So you you go for it. So I'm between Jefferson's ocean cast strength and 1792 aged 12 years. 
Ooh, ah, uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. can't complain there. Both yeah. are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both bourbons. Uh, both uh, got some... Got, they're not your standard bottles either, but they're not like crazy bottles, but they're also not your standard bottles, yeah. <laughs> Did he just put fireworks down his pants? That guy's crazy. Crazy. What's that from? <laughs> uh, it's uh, close to Dane Cook. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well... Robbie, it's been good. We've gone not too much longer, but we did go a little long today. We pulled it out at the end. Yeah, exactly. So I hope uh, our listeners have uh, have patience for our emotional times and and for our silly times. Um, speaking <laughs> of which, Amara said she <laughs> she was dad. I called a boy silly at school today, and I thought to myself, that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> and when she said that, I thought that's something Cole says. Yeah, so Cole. I hope you don't feel stupid for saying silly. I, Robbie. I hope you don't feel silly for saying stupid. <laughs> and Cole, honestly, I hope your life and everything going on levels itself out and gets easier, man. But also, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>